Hello and welcome to What Did We Just Watch, the show where we talk about what we just watched. I'm your wholesome know-it-all resident movie buff, Zach Kuya. And I'm actively ruining things I enjoyed as a child, Emily Coffin. <laughs> and um, if you're uh, sensing like a new energy on the podcast mm. today, mm. Uh, just know that like I'm just I'm bringing a different heat from now on because <laughs> uh, like. You might be like feeling that like jock sports. Yeah, I'm feeling like there's an athlete in the me. room, and it's certainly not yeah, me. Yeah, so like this is that's like the new development. <laughs> is like I'm not a nerd anymore. I'm an athlete now. Uh, Just now. I don't want to freak anybody out, but like I'm an athlete now because I kidding? play on a softball team that didn't lose too bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I turned a what double was the play final and score? it was all I ever... Well, okay, so we played double headers, right? <laughs> yeah. First game, bad, like 14 to 2. <laughs> Second game, we went into the last inning tied 6 to 6, and that's okay. where the game ended as far as I was concerned. We did let them score six more runs, though. So it was 12 <laughs> to 6, but the game was super close right up until like the very end. so close, though. Yeah, and then the ump cheated Until us out of two Until they beat us really bad, it was really it's close. It's the ump's fault. He cheated us out of two outs right at the end. And also, it's probably our fault <laughs> yeah, for not being better at it. softball. <laughs> After they got six runs, two We could have put six it. runs up. We put six runs up in a different inning. We could have done did it. did you? We could have. <laughs> we could have if we wanted to. There, the, so if, if you've ever wondered what it's like to play like rec league softball, at least the way that we play it. Mm -hmm. Because some people get out there and like the, the guys we were playing this weekend, like they had jerseys and these guys were like getting onto each other when we started, like we had a lead for a little while and they were like on top of each other all of a sudden. They were like, you guys got to get it together, which was funny (laughs) because I think they really did it because we were just like goofing around and having a great time and they didn't want to get beat by the guys that were goofing around and just like screwing around. Fair enough. But there was a moment... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> over the course of one inning, a friend of mine playing third base, friend of mine at first base, and I'm on second. And in the same inning, we turn this beautiful double play across second base. Oh, I catch, I, I get it. the relay from third, laser to first base. We get two outs. It's incredible. And before the end of the inning, I'm sitting there squared up, ready for the next batter, and I hear the third baseman go, whoa, that's a big bird. <laughs> It's like, hey, Jordan, are you good? Do you want to take a second and do look at birds? Get, do you need a minute or did before you, you continue? Or do you want to play more softball? <laughs> hey, do you want to play the game or do you want to look at birds? To be fair, it was a big bird. Whoa. It was a very big bird. Oh, good for him then. <laughs> hey, enjoy the little things There was just something like, there's something incredible about like my crowning bird. athletic achievement. And then I'm sitting there squared up and I just hear, that's a big that's bird. That's a big bird. <laughs> It was amazing. It it really warms my heart. And that that is the only way that softball should be played by guys in a summer league. Absolutely. Like if you're on a scholarship, like go crazy. If you're playing rec league softball Just in the summer, mess around so much. Look at birds sometimes. It's, it's okay. okay. You don't have to be like softball crazy because some of those guys are softball crazy. They gotta calm down. There are like whole teams of middle-aged men that will play travel softball over the summer. And then they come on weeknights to these leagues and just like beat up on people oh who want to have a good time. Last season, we you play like quick double headers every mm-hmm. week. Last season, after our first double header, a grand total of six innings. Okay. We had lost by a combined 48 to three. 
because old dudes just came and took batting practice off and of a bunch of like wrecked your shit teenagers and college students that were just trying to have a good time. <laughs> we were like, most of these guys haven't picked up a bat before. Be nice to us. Stop hey, it. Guys, we're trying our best. On. So this season, if we eventually win one game, it'll be a victory. There you go. <laughs> hey, it gives you something to hope for. Speaking of something to hope for, um, someday I'm hoping that a movie adaptation of a musical is going to be good. Maybe this summer. Maybe. I've heard in the conflicting Heights? reviews about In the Heights. Really? So we'll I haven't see. heard like anything, so I don't know. I don't know. I'm hoping it's good. I'm hoping the people that were complaining are just wrong. I um, hope so, too. But who's to say? We'll find out this I summer. Hope, I hope Dear Evan Hansen ends up being good. People dunking on it. but uh, That musical only hope. existed so that Ben Platt could be in a movie. Yeah. Like... That's yeah. why the musical exists. Also, everyone's okay. Can I get on my get on my little box for a second? Please everyone's do. freaking out about the fact that he's twenty seven. Yeah, so playing a high schooler. So is everyone who basically everyone who's ever played a high schooler was so like in their mid to late the Disney 20s. Channel. Yeah, like, they're all twenty, at least. They're all it's, in their twenties. <laughs> I don't understand. Like, yes, the wig bad. The wig does not. It's look a good. weird. Look. It's a weird yeah. wig. But it does make him look younger. That, yes, it does. But that doesn't mean it's going to be bad. It's a bad right, wig. Right, he's still good. Lots of movies have bad wigs. <laughs> this movie has This a bad movie wig. has some bad wigs, too. A few of them, in fact. Yeah. Yeah, so we're holding out hope, but You're just hoping. so we can like uh, fully appreciate it when we get there, I think, mm. we needed to go back and remind ourselves how um, bad it can get. How, how, how horrible it can be. Yeah. Um, and we did that by watching The Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> this is my decision. Gerard Butler and Emmy Rossum. And like, wow. Wow, there's a lot been, going on. It has been probably it's been a long time since I've watched this movie, but this movie was like without a doubt, this was my favorite movie when it came out. That's and incredible. like growing up, this was literally the movie that I watched and made me want to try theater. I mean, I'm glad it worked for you. I, me too. It was also <laughs> I the am. first. I'm it genuinely also, glad it worked for you. Although I can't give the movie all the credit because I did love the movie. I saw the movie before I ever saw the show because I was a child. Yeah, of course. But then my parents did take me to see the show uh -huh. when it came through Kansas City. And then that was when it really <laughs> kicked off. I was like, wait, people just like do this you can all just the keep time. doing this stuff? Like more people just can like do it? all the time. You can wow. do that. You can just like travel around and do that forever. I can kiss a mask man every day. Every if I want single to? with some puffy lips every day. With some crazy lips. In I the movie, they're not that puffy, but the no. show they're, they're puffy. always puffy. Why are they always puffy? I don't know. They they gotta make them big enough for the grandmas in the back row to see. <laughs> Everybody's gotta see them. Somebody's grandma's gonna be in the back row. Like I want to see them <laughs> lips, boy. Let me see them <laughs> lips. But how do his lips look? Boy, show me your lips. One of my favorite, because you <laughs> you are not a stranger to the fact that I love the 25th anniversary uh, <laughs> recording of The all. Phantom of the Opera. Starring Sierra Bogus and Ramin? I think Ramin? it's Ramin. Ramin? I could Ramin be totally Ramin Uh <laughs> My favorite part is just any time they kiss. Because I just have to watch, because it gets close-ups, and you just have to watch the Arbogas, like, try to figure out what's going on. Try to literally figure <laughs> out where his lips lip. are. Because they're so, <laughs> they're so big, and they're so prosthetic, that it's like, what part of this do I kiss? What's supposed to be lip, and what's not? I don't know. This is still, I, I will hold strong that this is still top three favorite musicals for me. Yeah. Just musical, not movie. Yeah, the, ignore the movie. The movie 
aside, the musical is, I mean, it's, it's great. The opera. It's one of my favorites. It's dumb. And it I is. know it's dumb. It's and interesting that's okay. because like, I think when, when you're younger and you are like trying to prove that you're actually into musicals and it's not like, no, I like Disney musicals. Yep. I actually like musicals. The two that you're going to pick, it's either Phantom or Les Mis, right? Yes. And both of them have one astoundingly bad performance by a primarily <laughs> action heavy white dude who normally has a beard yes. that I'm literally not sure if they're American or British and no I'll idea. never know. Could not tell you. They both have that. And they both have approximately one vocal performance that is truly stunning. Yes. And yet, Les Mis is a very good movie. It's pretty good. It's not my favorite. Les Mis it's okay. was up for the Oscar, though. You can't be like, no, it was okay, a bad movie. This one was also up for Oscars. <laughs> so don't even pull um, that on me. Which ones? I don't Let's know. Let's talk about up for I Oscars without any further clarification. I don't know. I know I don't that know it had either. Oscar nom. Why don't you? Mm, at least nom. Hey, why don't you talk about this movie for a second while I fact check? Hey, the I heck really out of you. okay. When I was a child, <laughs> no, I know what I can talk about right now. Um, so you know, Zach, that I recently cleaned out my entire room, um, and like reorganized everything. And one of the things I stumbled upon recently was my old, my very first iPad, iPad, iPod. That's a very small iPad. <laughs> it's an iPod. It's <laughs> does it even say? I think it's just the original iPod. It's one that has a screen. So, I don't know. It's a little in. If I go in, because I charged it up, I go into playlists. Uh, one of the options is top 25 most played songs. Beautiful. What's in there? Is it just the Phantom of the Opera It is soundtrack? not. It is mostly the Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> <laughs> my number one is Defying Gravity. Oh, my specifically goodness. That the, movie's coming out, too. Specifically, the Glee cast version. Oh, no. Um, no my next no, one. No. I'm just going to go through this. Why yeah. Have You Brought Me Here, which is Phantom of the Opera. That's when they're running <laughs> up to the roof, and it's, Why Have You Brought what Me Here? That? I can't go back Why there. You must one? return. That's a He'll kill me. Song. His eyes will find us there. There's it's seven that. of those. Yeah. That, they're it's the, the one right before song. All I Ask of You. That's a good song. Yes. But you, you mm -hmm. number two is one of the interstitial songs from Phantom <laughs> of the Opera. <laughs> that song, Andrew Lane Weber might have written that song on accident. And I know it's the version from this movie <laughs> because I never had, I never had either of the other versions that are like recorded. Uh, third is Angel of Music. That's a real one. Fourth is Phantom of the Opera. Also a real song. God damn it. <laughs> Fifth one is Little Lottie slash oh. The Mirror. Oh, little Lottie! Not even na, 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 like na, 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 the one she sings in the graveyard. No, the one, the one before Phantom of the Opera. Emily. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the this is so weird. Why am I like this? You would have been insufferable oh, in middle school. Oh, I was. <laughs> oh, the next one was Wandering Child. Uh, of course it was. Wandering Child. Music of the night. We have all been blind. <laughs> It's a good thing we didn't meet until college. Uh, it really is. <laughs> I count you lucky for that. There's more. Wishing you were somehow here again is on here. <laughs> Listen, you found your lane and you lived in it. I'll give you that. That's much. the point of no return. All I ask of you. Down once more. <laughs> that one's the, also. Like basically the entire soundtrack is on here. Oh, <laughs> there's some Susical on here. 
Is there anything that's not from a musical? Avril Lavigne. That of is it. Of course it's it is. It, it is one Avril Lavigne song. A single Avril Lavigne song, and uh. it's Nobody's Fool. Hey, I told you I was going to fact check you. This movie was nominated for Best Cinematography, mm-hmm. Best Art Direction, and mm-hmm. Best Original Song, a song that we've already both agreed is terrible. Yeah. Les Mis was nominated for Best Picture. One Best Supporting Actress was nominated for Best Lead Actor. One Supporting Actress. And Hathaway. Oh, okay. She's yeah, yeah, very yeah, yeah, good yeah. Okay, it. I got scared it was Amanda Seyfried and I was going to be no, sad. No, no, no. Anne Hathaway. I forgot Anne Hathaway. And Hugh Jackman only lost because Daniel Day-Lewis came out of his cabin in the <laughs> woods to do a movie that year about Abraham Lincoln. Rose from his casket <laughs> to do that. Daniel Day-Lewis didn't even sing in that movie. No, he didn't even. Didn't even try. Lincoln didn't sing one song. <laughs> What's up with that? Steven Spielberg had to yeah, wait another hey. eight years to do a musical. Hey, guys, what's up with that? Can you How come that? Lincoln didn't sing any songs? <laughs> Abraham Lincoln movie? doesn't sing more. We can get him hunting vampires, well, but we not can't get him singing a, singing a song? song. Come on. He can time travel <laughs> with Keanu Reeves, but he's not willing to do a little ditty <laughs> about ending slavery. That's a great thing. You can sing about that. Oh, my God. Dance in the streets for it. <laughs> Question number one is what's extreme? <laughs> <laughs> we do have a format to this show. Question number one is what's extreme? And it's where we talk about the things that are the most or the least or the scariest or the most musical. What's extreme to you? I have one big one that I just want to... I don't... Yeah. I won't pretend I know everything about it. For sure. I just want to say this movie had an extremely weird production history mm-hmm. because I want to say it was Warner Brothers. I could be wrong. Um, really wanted to buy the film rights to Phantom of the Opera back in mm-hmm. 90s, whenever. And Andrew Lloyd Webber said no. Yeah. They offered him a lot of money, apparently, for it, too. And he said no, primarily because he was worried they would not do it justice. <laughs> and he wanted to maintain artistic control. So he produced it. He is, it. like, I think he's the only producer that's credited on this movie, I think. It may be Joel Schumacher also. I don't know. Maybe. That would make sense. Um, I didn't check. <laughs> it's just so strange. I mean, it's not. It's certainly not the first time. Like, it's kind of a George Lucas situation where he's like, "No, <laughs> you get too much control you over can't your own touch thing. my thing. These it's are my mine. toys, and you can't play with them." And then he ruined his own thing. But you know, it goes way farther back than that too, because Universal would have originally owned the rights to make a Phantom of the Opera movie, because the Phantom of the Opera was one of the early Universal right, monsters. Right. The Mummy, the Invisible Man, the Wolf no, Man. No, 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 no. Frankenstein, Van Helsing, like the music man stuck his toe in that. Yeah, and, and said, then Andrew Lloyd Webber was like, "No, no, no! What if he sang?" And I wonder why not a single person has touched it since. <laughs> no one's even tried. Everybody said, "You know, I they, think that's enough." Well, you know, I always wondered if we were gonna get a new like regular, just movie, not a musical, because yeah, they did the Mummy with Tom Cruise. And before that, we'll movie, never know. Before that movie even came out, they were like, "We're gonna make a it's gonna be f- a we're gonna thing. make a dozen of these." Yeah. Angelina Jolie is it's the Bride of Frankenstein, and Johnny Depp is the Invisible Man. We're gonna make so many of these, and then, and then the went mummy bad. went so poorly that like <laughs> it it was never meant they to said, be. Okay, but never we, mind. We could have gotten a new Phantom of the Opera horror movie out no. of that if it had all worked out. No, I kind of would still lo- I would still love to see a Universal Monsters like 
universe. I think it would be cool, but uh, except they I can't didn't see. I didn't see the mummy, so I don't know how bad it actually the mummy, was. It has Tom Cruise, and Tom Cruise is fun. Yeah, he's Tom fun. Cruise has never once been bad to watch. No, it just hasn't. Except for that one Oprah interview, he's never been bad to watch. Yeah. <laughs> he was deep in Scientology at the time. It's not fair. Yeah. He got out. He's okay. It's okay. He's okay now. It's all right. But, like, that was the first, like, cinematic universe of movies where you had, like, all of these monsters meeting each other and you had, like, Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. Yes. Like, you could do that in the beginning of movies. Yeah. And I think it would be really fun to see that again. It's just that, like, you they whiffed so hard with the mummy that they would yeah. have to reset again even though they had so like tom cruise as the mummy and russell crowe as jekyll and hyde and angelina jolie as the bride of frankenstein oh my god and johnny depp as the invisible man i've never even heard of half to yeah of these. um oh who else was it it was um did they have a dracula yet i don't remember seeing a dracula there's a wolf man and it, I can't remember Hugh who Jackman. it was. <laughs> no, but that would have been incredible. <laughs> Considering he not only had already played Wolverine, He's like, All but right. had also played Van Helsing. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been a lot for him to now be the Wolfman oh, instead. Yes. Oh, man. No, they had, they had a Wolfman cast too. And like they had talked about like the creature from the Black Lagoon. And like oh. they were going to do so much stuff. And then the mummy was so bad. They when the mummy came out, I remember <laughs> that they put up the Universal logo, and then they put up this second logo that just said Dark Universe. Yes, and I, was I like, remember seeing that. Is that anything? Said, That's not oh. anything, is it? Because they had like branded their universe. They already. had high, high <laughs> hopes. But we could have gotten a Gerard Butler Phantom of the Opera in the Dark Universe. No, no. <laughs> No, and you know they would have too because just a little one, like a little surprise. That's an Oscar-nominated movie, so they would be like, "Hmm." You do you cannot oh. say let's add Gerard Butler because the Phantom of the Opera is an Oscar-nominated <laughs> Oscar movie. It was very bad. I didn't say he was Oscar-nominated in he it. He was not, as he should not have been. I don't think he's ever been Oscar-nominated because he's usually bad. <laughs> No, yeah, this is just a weird movie that exists. Mr. Olympus I, w- I want to say the last time I watched it, this movie, I probably was in high school. Last time I watched that it, that feels because right. the, because the second I found the 25th anniversary, because you know I basically watched the movie just to like get my fix on my favorite show. Just to get a little every phantom in your life, yeah. Uh, but the second I found the 25th anniversary, I like ditched this movie immediately and did not watch it ever again until you should yeah i watch the the 25th anniversary like once a month probably i watch a lot (laughs) you know this because it comes up on recommended every time we watch anything on amazon every time we finish a movie on amazon amazon's like hey "Um, do you want to watch do you want to watch phantom again i'm here to help do you want to watch phantom do you want to watch sierra bogus i know what you like do you want to watch this again i do but not right now it's not the time amazon Because I know that's not an everyone thing. I do that when I'm alone. <laughs> I don't usually make you. people suffer that's through that. That's for personal time. Yeah, that's that's my me time. That's when you and Ramin Karimlu hang out. That might be it, too. It might be... Because <laughs> I'm so deeply introverted as a person. <laughs> yeah. It may have just been one of those things I'm like, hmm, this is something that I know if I turn it on... If I turn it on, everyone else will No you. one else will sit down to watch it with me. 
I do. Rem- oh, okay. I do remember um, during the pandemic, like March, April, mm-hmm. really, Very really early on. Um, one of my roommates, Kayla at the time, had never seen any version of Phantom of the Opera. Didn't really what? know anything about it. And, you know, she's getting ready to be a teacher. And I was like, oh, come on. You got it. You got it. <laughs> and I was, like, planning teacher. on watching it it's anyway. It's not like a feet. It's not a teacher and requirement. And I was like, listen, I'm not going to force <laughs> you to watch this, but, like, please watch it with me. You have to. And she loved it. And of I course. think it's the happiest I've ever been in my I think life. It's a lot of fun. It, it's great. The anniversary edition is oh, a ton of fun. so good. <laughs> I love it. Oh, I goodness. love it. I have nostalgia for this movie, even though I know. I know damn well it's bad. Listen, I get it. <laughs> I get it. Um, sometimes we hang out on question one, but I have so no, let's much move that on. I want to discuss in let's question go. number two that I want to just go. So question number two is what are your questions? Yeah. And I have I have a whole list of questions about just one scene. Perfect. I know exactly which one it is. We got to talk about the first descent into yeah. the Phantom's mm-hmm. Lair. We, I'll let you ask as many questions as you want after this because okay. I think... All of my questions, basic except for a couple, are contained to this one scene. First of all, um, why are there? Why is there a secret passage behind a mirror? Like you can just break a mirror and go back there. I promise you, somebody would have found that before. Yeah, now. someone knows that's there. Like, was that her? Does she live in that room? Is that her dressing I don't room? No, they imply that, that she be her lives there room. because all the ballerinas supposedly live there. But that's but like, like why but would that's she like have her, her dressing own... room, right? But she that's like have... once she became the star. And if she if that this is my question because she just became the star that night. Yeah. So Carlotta has been in that room for years, probably. She never You're got a visit. She never once like. She never hung out with him. But, but you, you're telling me she never once got drunk and fell into a mirror that didn't have a back on it? Because I promise you she did. I promise the you she did. The used to just show up and just like pull pranks on her. That's what that's what's, what that passage was for. What's he would the, just like. What's the guy's name? The uh, Pianji? Oh, yeah, Pianji. Pianji, the script makes a note to mention that he's a large man. He's yes. throwing a lot of weight around. I promise you he could have accidentally <laughs> broken that mirror at some point in the last three years. So what's going on there? I don't know. Um, None of it makes any sense. Speaking of things this, that make okay. no sense. Uh, this movie <laughs> yeah. manages to take everything that already didn't make sense in the show really and focus make on it, it make way less really sense. Really amplify suddenly. it. Hey, speaking anyway, of things yes. that don't make sense. Where does the Phantom keep a horse underground? I don't know. What's going on with that horse okay, situation? Okay. The defense I've heard people give is they're like, well, they imply that it, she's just like imagining all that. Because the where? Re- the, the reason, where do they imply the reason, that? I'm not, I'm not agreeing with it. Let me explain. That's good because it's incorrect. <laughs> no, the reason people say that is because later on, that little scene where Meg finds the little passage... And tries to go after her. Um, she goes to that same. They show her in that exact same hallway where the horse was and where the weird arm lantern things were swinging around during the song, and it's empty. There's no lanterns. There's no obviously. There's no horse. Yeah, but we don't. She just went down there and there just was a horse. <laughs> <laughs> there's just a horse <laughs> hanging out. Just standing there. But in the book, there is a horse. Is there really? Like, in the Phantom of the Opera book, there is a horse. So it can't be like, no, there was never a horse. It was just pretend horse. Because the book has a horse in it. 
Sure. So <laughs> also the like and the horse. There's no there's Does no he cross like, that river every day just to feed that horse? Does he brush that horse? <laughs> Does, that how did horse? he get the horse down? Did he take the horse through the mirror? The other question is like they get to they take the horse to the boat and then they get on a boat. What does the horse do? He's just hanging the out. The horse isn't gonna come with them. No. So what does he, he do? He just kind of clip clop around the hallway? Just like waiting, like I got okay. My duty here is done. I will either wait for my master to return on a boat, or, or wait for die, somebody guess. else to break a mirror, <laughs> and then I'll go upstairs, and they can ride me back to this boat, and that's all my existence is. At best, that is a malnourished horse that has lost every ounce of its muscle mass yeah. because it has only walked up and down the one hallway. It all can't its possibly life. carry a phantom and a Christine. No, it cannot. It's. <laughs> The the scene also like it like fade cuts as they're going. So there's no reason to assume that Meg couldn't just be in a different section of hallway without oh, for sure. arm lanterns. But I've heard people be like, no, it makes sense because <laughs> Okay. So they get they get off the horse and they get onto a boat. Mm-hmm. The a boat that is so obviously on a track. This isn't even a question. That's just a fact. The boat is clearly on like a, it's a small world track. Yeah, I was going to say they reworked the Pirates of the Caribbean ride at <laughs> Disney World and sh- and filmed there. It's like rattling around like they're in a <laughs> Disney World ride yeah. and he's just kind of poking into the ground with a stick. But then they it's get, so they follow this tunnel and <laughs> here's another one. How in the world does a fully lit candelabra come out of a lake? It's okay. I've it also a- heard people try to defend that. No, they're because wrong. they're like, well, when you watch the show, the candelabras just rise out of the ground. That's the ground. Like, yeah, the ground because, isn't fire's natural enemy. Because they imply because it's a show, and they're right. just doing a scene transition. They're come not from saying somewhere. that's actually happening. But in this, like, you this watch is where the set piece comes from. Water drips off the candelabra as it comes out of the water, like. That's a <laughs> they actively light not after they're out of the water. It makes so no maybe sense. the real question is like, is the Phantom actually, does he have actual magic powers? Because I he's making fully no. lit candelabras come out of the water. And in that exact same moment, that's where they come up to the gate. And on the far side of the gate, there's a curtain. And the curtain just opens on its own. <laughs> the, like, it just opens. How many contractors do you think he had to get down there? My at point? very next question on here is... Did he do all of this masonry work himself or did he hire and then murder (laughs) hundreds of contractors and sculptors? Because there are elaborate, beautiful, like human form sculptures. There's like Atlas holding up the world that's keeping like the theater from crumbling up down around him. And also like motion activated gates and curtain tricks and candelabras that are literal feats of chemical engineering that we have not seen the likes of on this earth. How in the world, I I get it. He gets a salary. He gets a 20,000 franc salary or whatever it is. But most of these things are impossible. Yeah, it just don't. And even then, unless he is doing all of it himself, he is hiring guys and in either trusting a massive Paris-spanning network of secrecy to or some just, guys. just ganking fools left and right and leaving them in his underground lake. He just he just leaves a little note. He says, hey, come, to, come to the entrance <laughs> to the sewer by one, two, three, 
France Street. And, France Street, yes. And then there will be a note with instructions. And it's just a blueprint of everything he wants. And he's like, have it done or I'll kill your family or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's fear tactics and fear tactics alone. That's another one of those. Uh, speaking of killing people's family. Uh-huh. Um, this is a classic movie where the movie wouldn't happen if somebody would talk to an actual adult at any point yeah. in the first like half hour of the movie. Because if you were like, hey, somebody actually died in our theater, like the second that what's-his-name-from-Pirates-of-the-Caribbean gets killed, yeah, you could be like, oh, no, like stuff is happening. Things are Will you just happening. make sure there's nobody like sneaking around and like send the police in there to just, really like, look? look around. Because all you have to do is look behind the right mirror. Clearly there's 20 million He's got different little like, passages. passages everywhere. It's, like, it's foolish. That every time he escapes, he goes down. They're like, like no, and he's nobody's a ghost. like, hmm, maybe we should see what's under this place. We have place. a ghost in the theater, and no, he must just be a ghost. Even though he's a ghost, she lit like the one lady literally knows who he is. Yeah, she's like, actually, she's like, I know no, exactly who he is, and I let him live under I the theater when he was a child, and let him do all this. And like now he's killing people, but like, oh, he Which was is sad. A weird he was thing. ugly and sad when he was because little. Because in the they changed that because in the show. <laughs> Oh, Madame Jury just kind of like thinks she knows who he is right. and is like a little afraid of him. She no. doesn't like know him. And this one, she's like, she's just like, no, my this theory, was a sad boy that I rescued. I think <laughs> this might be this guy that I saw one time when I was a kid. I think, and I'm just afraid of him, so I deliver his notes, and that's all I do. Not this time. Nope. She's like, no, I met a sad she said, boy no, in a circus once. This is that guy, and months. I actually let him do this. And I, I moved him. I am now to complicit. The I am part of this. And now I'm harboring this murderer, who keeps doing murders. He's a, geni- a genius, Monsieur. He's, he's a, a genius. <laughs> she say, She also says like, he's architect. a composer. She calls him an architect. Yeah. So maybe she is under the assumption that he did build. He just his made her do it. <laughs> He, he well, yeah, architect it. does not mean he built it. So yeah. architect means he designed the whole he just, place. Like, got and he her, got somebody else her to, do it. to commission all of the ballerinas that she trains. Ooh, maybe he worked through they her to, build to hire up some muscle. master sculptors. <laughs> oh, goodness. It's just like there's so much stuff down there. Yeah. Also, how much of that 20,000 francs is he spending on candles? My God. So much. You got too many candles. 10,000 francs. Buy an oil lamp. Yeah, just one. You buy reuse buy a couple oil lamps. Don't don't spend <laughs> three quarters of it's your different salary forms on of wax because it's candles, and then it's just so much wax to pour on his little letters. And he's got like the biggest wax seal, and <laughs> like it's he's got a chunky thick. wax seal. It's like an inch thick. Yeah, it's, it's no like no reason. He's got like z-axis depth <laughs> on his skull seal. It's like these are usually flat, my he's dude. Like, That's not how that works. You don't need that thing. much wax. You're also not even sending them through the mail. No, like you don't need dro- that. Much. You're dropping them through the vents. You're lit- he were literally going to the ceiling and dropping and them onto people's heads and yeah. hoping the right person gets it. <laughs> he like drops one in the middle of the first show that he ruins. <laughs> like it just flutters down onto the stage. It's like anybody could pick that up, and somebody might not have even read it. Yeah, somebody but you might have been. You like, got lucky, right. and Madame Giri picked it so up. They that like a lot of people don't really care. A right. lot of people are like, I don't think this is a thing. So a bunch of people probably would have been like, <laughs> okay. Weird. Anyway. Anyway, I'm going to keep doing my, my silly stunts. little dances. <laughs> back to Hannibal the Opera. Thank you. Not a real opera. No. 
just one more just thing that Andrew Lloyd Webber decided to write. He was like, I don't know, I'll write an opera form, like a little one. He wrote three. Yeah. Because there's that one, and then there's the one where she loses her voice, and then there's the one <laughs> that he wrote yes. at the end. Don Juan Victoria. And they all sound like nothing. They, a little bit. The last one, like, they're talking about how the Phantom is like this genius. The like, chords uh, are composer. not nothing. It just sounds like someone's just slamming their hand onto the keyboard it's over one of the, and over it's again. Because it's established as like a motif throughout the musical that we are watching. Like yeah. some of that stuff is the light motif of the show. But if you just went to that opera, it would be such garbage that you would demand <laughs> your money back. I would be infuriated if I did. I mean, Pass the Point of No Return is a pretty good song. Oh, great. So that one I could get on board with. It sounds nothing like anything else that they show to be that show. Also, nothing else like the rest of Phantom of the Opera, kind of. No. Like, it sounds sounds out of place. It's really weird. The other two kind of sound like they're in the same show. The Don Juan whatever sounds like nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have a question you want to ask? Oh, goodness. I've got a couple more that I could ask. I want to know why they made... They took the stupidest part of the show and just said, you know what? We Let's should have more of that. Let's do more of that. We need it as an act the, break the and we need it as a conclusion. The opening scene of the show is that dumb auction. It's awful. Where they're sh- auctioning off the chandelier and the m- fucking monkey. And it's a bizarre framing. It is literally no the definition of a scene that was written so that people could find their seats and be like, oh shit, exactly. the show's starting without them actually having because to miss anything Because the first five important. minutes of the show don't matter. No, it's just people sitting around talking. There's not even music. They're, they're just talking about being at an auction. They're not saying it. And they say something about there being a fire at yeah. some point. And like you're going to cool. see all of that. Yeah, so th- and that's what it. the plot is about to be. And be, they said, it, the let's mo- do it The five musical times. would be better without that. Oh, yeah. But instead, I they get double why down they put on it, it Because again, oh, here's a thing for people to find their seats before we do the big, cool because intro we're that everybody's paying for. Bum, 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 bum. We and don't want to miss that. And the chandelier going up. Uh-huh. Nobody wants to miss that. But also, like, people should just sit down yeah, for when the musical Yeah, just find your seats. Just sit down. Don't do it. Don't be difficult. I can't wait for the revival of the show once they finally allow it to leave Broadway and then they inevitably revive it yeah. when they just cut that scene for the oh, better. Please, I can't wait. Because Andrew Lloyd Webber at this moment will not allow it. Yeah. Th- there was like a whole thing. Okay. <laughs> There's like a whole thing because there, I think it left the West End for a while. Mm-hmm. It's been on Broadway this whole time, but yeah. I think it left the West End for a little bit. It's going back to the West End. So technically on Ooh. the West End, it's being revived. It's a revival, not a continuation. Um, but th- they got it. I forget who's in charge of it, who's directing it or whatever, was really wanting to like restage it mm. and like do some, do a revival. Do something Do something different. Yeah. And apparently Andrew Lloyd Webber was not happy about that and like threw a big old fit and has apparently gotten his way and they're not restaging it and it's too just gonna be the exact same staging old dudes and the exact same costumes and the exact same everything that it has been for what 30 years now 40 years old white dudes can't be allowed to be in charge mm. of their stuff for that long even if it's their stuff y- you gotta take no, it away at some you point. gotta take away their stuff at some point it happened to george lucas it <laughs> and it needed to. It continues to happen to Andrew Lloyd Webber. You got to take his stuff he away from him. He needs to get him. more of his stuff taken away. You need to take his stuff away. Because 
<laughs> he can't have cats anymore. He can't. No, he can't. he's got to let cats go. He has to let it go. We take it. We take Joseph away from him, and we get Donny Osmond. This is why right. we do these things. Yeah, it it always ends. We up have better. to take it his things away from good. him. He's got to just learn to trust that he's very old now, and he's other people might know better. He's like a billion years old. He's a billion years old and probably has a billion dollars. He's, he's older than fine. Time. He doesn't need it. He's okay. Just like love him. Love his shows. If but you oh want, my God. Hey, Andrew, if you want to have your way, write another show. Yeah, tell him. You wrote School of Rock, and before oh, yeah. that, it I was like that was him. nothing for forever. Because that's why Sierra Bogus did it. Yeah. <laughs> it was because it was her friend it's the only Andrew Lloyd but, like, before that, nothing. After that, probably nothing again. No. If you want to have control, write something. Don't just be like, no, Phantom it's can only be forever. one thing. And, like, yeah, get your royalties forever. For yes. sure. Earn earn a paycheck. You don't have to direct every version of it and forever. And you shouldn't. You should not. God, you should not. Art is better that way. It's okay. Let other people have it. Um, I have, I have one that's for... I guess it's for the script, but because it's this is a movie podcast, I'll yeah. ask it about the movie. Um, when the two theater managers are opening their notes, and one of them, his request is that the Phantom hasn't gotten his salary mm-hmm. yet since they arrived. Um, the final line <laughs> of <laughs> the final line of of his letter says to quote oh. send it care of post. Yes. Um, huh? Where do you mail a letter to a ghost? <laughs> That you don't know where he lives? Is there a separate ghost office? Thank you. I'll be retiring from this podcast. You take it to the ghost office. (laughs) I am going to retire forever. You just take (laughs) that letter to the ghost office. Take a big old check right to the ghost office. The only thing I can think... Because surely they don't just hand it to a mailman. Hand it to the closest mail person. He gets it. (laughs) You draw a little skull on it instead of writing a (gasps) sending They hand it to a random mail person and... And he, he turns up dead three days later. The person rips off a face mask, and it's just Madame Jury. Whoa, <laughs> that person leaves him. and takes off a face mask, and it's Tom Cruise, it's Mission <laughs> Impossible 7. Cool. No, it's the Mummy movie. Mummy <laughs> Mission crossover. Impossible 7, The Mummy 2, Phantom of the, of the Opera, Opera 3. Phantom of the Opera 1.5. <laughs> <laughs> Phantom of the Opera 1.5. Yes. Give it the Lion King treatment. It's also the Lion King 1.75. It's all of them. It's just like, what do you mean send it care of post? You can't, you don't have an address, ghost. I don't know. You live in the sewer. It rhymed. But you live in the sewer. (laughs) You have to come up with a different rhyme because you can't just be like, yeah, return address is just the sewer. They just drop it into (laughs) the sewer. It's just a picture of a skull. You're like, I don't know, give it to that guy. Uh, oh, that guy? Yeah, I know where he is. They take it to the UPS office. He's got a P.O. box open in there. <laughs> he has a P.O. box. <laughs> they're like, yo. He has to go check it once a week. Yeah, uh, like once a week, all the lights this shut off, <laughs> and we got like, like it's. And when they flicker back on, this now. one P.O. box is left open. It's and empty. 2011, but all of our lights go off, and then candles, like. <laughs> Just like light themselves and like come out of the sinks and stuff. And also a horse comes in. I don't know what that's about. Someone installed a a pipe organ in the corner. I don't know where that (laughs) came from. We keep trying to take it out and like it keeps just (laughs) showing back up. People take it away. 
<laughs> Everybody that we hire to come take it away mysteriously disappears. So, like, I don't think we can get rid of the pipe organ. <laughs> I think, I think that's just a thing. I've actually been playing around on it. So, like, sometimes I play a jaunty little tune while we do mail stuff. <laughs> but also, I don't like when people get murdered in our post office. Yeah, so, so I think you, I'm just going to let him do whatever. If you guys could find somewhere else to send these... <laughs> Spooky skull. I'd really Do you think the it. phantom takes a check, or does he need twenty thousand francs in cash? No, it's got to be cash, right? He doesn't have a bank. He account. probably doesn't have a bank account he open, have a right? Bank account. Can you? He's imagine? Just he just pulls one of those giant piles of fabric away, and it's just a, it's just it's a Scrooge just a, McDuck pile of money. It's like a Breaking Bad pallet of money <laughs> that he just lays on sometimes. He well, opens a sewer grate, and it just is the Scrooge McDuck, like. Full on room swan full of dive money. into swan some dive gold coins. It. He the problem is he doesn't ever hang on to any of it because he's got such he's a high got candle so budget. Much wax he needs to he's buy. got a candle budget that he has he's to got keep a candle running, slash. and he's probably making repairs all the time on his like mechanical gates. <laughs> and he's got to pay Madame Tussaud back for that wax figure of Christine that he commissioned. That is the funniest thing in the whole movie, but we're gonna get there in a second. <laughs> Okay, also on my list are a couple of questions that are just sort of for the way that musicals are written mm -hmm. and the way that movie musicals are written. So okay. One, musicals are very bad at, like, doing a big reveal. Oh, yeah. It's always like, here is our entire hand. Now let's see how it plays out. Yeah. You, you could have saved the big, like, tear off his mask thing for the point of no so return. So long. And instead it happens 45 no, minutes into like a nearly no two and a half hour movie. There's no reason for it to happen that early. I like that scene in the show. But it's I so misplaced. I do like it, it's but it, so there's misplaced. no reason for it to happen that early. It could easily have just been part of the end. It should be, it should that be little, a big like, reveal. That little really good song that they sing right there about how, oh, I'm so ugly, oh, Right. Um, and that's just been part of Down Once More that at the very end. should be like a tender moment of like, yes, this is what I look like. Because the, mu the, the musical and the movie both are trying to convince you to like sympathize with the Phantom again right at oh, the end. Oh, for sure. So like give him a tender moment of like, you've taken off my mask and, and now you have to learn why I wear it. Yeah. Right? Like she tears it off because it's her act of desperation on stage. But then he he grabs it from her and takes her down yeah. and then they he puts it back on that whole time mm -hmm. and then they get to the sewers and before Raul gets there it's that it's tender that thing. thing of like here is why I've been hiding in the sewers now you can look upon me yeah, and like understand why I'm such a horrid it, wretched it's so creature weird in the movie specifically because there's like a we we kept joking the entire time about how Emmy Rossum like her face just never changed yeah. Like the whole movie. She has one facial Porcelain expression. Porcelain doll of a person. Yes. And somehow she manages to play that part, that scene, as if she's like, hee 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 hee. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna see what it is. You know? like, it, like almost like she's trying to like play a prank a, on him Like she's a high school girl stealing her crush's hat. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like, that is I'm gonna take this like. from you. It's so <laughs> weird. Now I'm going to take your hat and I'm just going to kind of walk around this party. And then she's and just getting screamed at like and you. is like, oh, no. Still making that same, like, open slack jaw face. No, don't yell at me. I don't <laughs> like you when you do time. that. It's so weird. I don't Only know. Only sing at me. But, yeah, that definitely. But it's like musicals in general don't give us, like, a crazy reveal. 
No, it's like rarely. Here's all of the information, and now like watch them. And do now stuff. like ooh, but watch them interact. Right. While you know the information, it's which only, like works sometimes. It's only seeing how characters can relate, and it's never like. Surprise. I don't know. Maybe it. Maybe there's something to it about like the way that musicals are designed to entertain because it's never like. There's it's never, never too the script much that is supposed to do anything for us. It yeah. is the acting that is supposed to do stuff yes. for you. Which is why so many musicals get away with being written so bad. Right. <laughs> Which is also why when you turn them into movies, they're almost always so unsatisfying. Yes. Because musicals... Because they're like, oh, we can just lean on the crutch of it's a musical when even right. the musical doesn't lean on the fact that it's a musical. The musical leans because on you its can't, performances. Because then it's bad. Musicals don't lean on their scripts. They lean on performances. Yes. Which is why it always comes down to like, here are the roles I want to play and not here is the yeah. show I want to be in. Yes. It's so rarely is it like, oh, wow, I would love to be in this show. It's I would love to play this part so I can sing a song or two. Yeah. It's a, it's I've a done weird. It. It's a weird. <laughs> You've done it? I've hacked into the Matrix. Great. Speaking of things that don't work when you turn movies into musicals. Yes. Tell me how. Why, why come? Every time a musical gets turned into a movie, mm -hmm. I think I said that backwards a second ago. Every time a musical gets turned into a movie, mm -hmm. how come? How come they only ever hire like one good singer? I don't know. It's this movie so frustrating. Patrick Wilson is doing so much work, He's working so hard for being the character that objectively sings almost the least right. out of everyone <laughs> there are three people that like truly matter and he is the third of those third three place in and those. he is doing so much work to make it watchable yeah. and or he, listenable i suppose he, he succeeds sometimes because he even always he can good. only do so much they just wash him out of so and i mean so much of the musical he's just straight up not in no but they wash him out of the mix sometimes. And yeah. You're like, Help a guy like, yeah, out. Let's turn Emmy Rossum up. <laughs> and the guy who can actually sing down. Yeah. And let's listen to Gerard Butler a lot. Yeah. Let's have him just constantly ah. just beating our eardrums with a baseball bat. Just really like battling it out for <laughs> what can what can do us in first. <laughs> do you have yeah, more questions for this movie? Um, I'm trying to think. I feel like I had more. I can't remember. Do you have any more? No. Then I think we should go to question number three because I have a lot to say about question number three as well. Let's question go. number three is why are you here? It's where yeah. we talk about who's in the movie and what they're doing there. Sounds about right. Yeah. I do you want to like do you want to pick around the fringes first and talk about anybody other than the main three people sure. in this cast? Because sure. I don't care about anybody except for the main three people in this um, cast. And I only really I'm care about to think two of, where of them. To start. <laughs> the the two um, guys, the Fearman and uh, Andre. I'm the, glad you know these names because I do not. Thank you. They're the people, the guys who own yes. the theater. Um, the two old guys. They <laughs> are hardly from anything, really. Both yeah, of them. Uh, the one, the taller one, I saw earlier. Oh, what did I say he was in? I told you. I can't remember what it was. <laughs> oh, no. This I is why I usually pull up IMDb. I figured you had it open. That's he was why a I big, he was a big um, theater guy. Like, he's done a lot of straight Was plays. he the one that was in The Seagull a bunch? Yes. He was in The Seagull a whole bunch. 
playing every male role Play, in the He has seagull. played every single man in the seagull like 20 million times. That does not qualify you to be in a musical. No, that is very much not a musical. In case um, anyone was curious. It's, it's a good play and like good on him. Clearly he's good in it. Yeah, if you're good in it, that's great. But like that doesn't I don't mean you recognize, need to be Phantom of the Opera. I'm looking at the movies he was in because I thought, oh, he was in uh, The Tale of Despero. <laughs> you know? Sure. Oh, that's what it was. He was in Harry Potter. Again, another like brief pull from Harry Potter. Funny. Um, he was <laughs> That's because there were eight of those movies and they used every single British Yes, actor. every British person that existed had to be in at least one. And he was in one. A right he of was citizenship. In the last one. Ah, he was just snuck he's, in there. Um, Dumbledore's brother. Sure. And he's in a scene in the last movie. And that's it. And then the other one is uh, Simon Callow is his name. There he is. And he was, the one big pull I found from him was he was Mr. Grasshopper in <laughs> James and the Giant Peach. What which he also sings in, but also very <laughs> much not a movie that yeah. he really needed to be a singer What an for. adorable and terrifying movie, <laughs> James know, and the Giant Peach. I love Peach. that movie. Uh, it's fun and also horrifying. I love that movie. Oh, it's, it's terrifying. It's just one of those that like, ooh, not all these elements work yeah. together. And then the only other one really, I don't know if I know the girl from Meg from anything. I don't I think don't. I do. I'm looking at her picture, like what she looks like now, and like I don't, I don't think I do. Um, but the... Mini Driver. Mini Driver was Mini the other Driver one I was talking one. about. I really like Mini Driver. I think <laughs> she's great. She's in what? Like Goodwill Hunting? Yes. Uh, she was Jane in Tarzan. Oh, yeah. That is her voice acting. Uh, doesn't sing I in that thought, either. I thought she did her own singing in Literally this movie. Literally the only and person I that doesn't sing in this movie. Very wrong. I was incorrect. She sings the very bad closing credits I must have heard that song. at some point, And like in my brain, it just got twisted. Yeah the other way around like look she did her own thing because that's like a very that's like a very technically difficult part oh yeah especially in this to sing she didn't sing it because she had never trained in opera and that's like the Which, only hey, part that is supposed to be an good opera for singer. you for knowing your limits so they got an opera singer to do it like. if only if only they had done that for the rest <sighs> i'm trying to see if yeah goodwill uh, hunting I don't have. Tarzan. I don't know of any other pull off the top of my head. Um, the Ella only Enchanted. Ooh. Apparently, I used to love that movie when I was a kid. I haven't watched it in a very, very long time. The only other uh, person outside of like the main three cast members that I think is worth uh, mentioning is the fact that um, arguably, like the hero of the Phantom of the Opera, as a work of cultural art secretly is in this movie oh yes um, yes 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 i almost forgot actual actual actor of stage rumin karimlu who you mentioned god played i love the phantom him in the my favorite phantom who has ever existed had also previously played raul in a different yes production uh is the man who is in the portrait <laughs> of of her dad. Of her father. Of Christine's father. He does nothing. He never physically shows up. But he, there's a picture of him. It's just a picture him. of him. So he he becomes the only actor who has ever played all three of the men she cared about in her life. Crazy. Because no one else on this earth has ever played her father. Exactly. He's the <laughs> only one. Because her dad doesn't I, show up. They don't talk about him in Love Never Dies, do you they? You said he... What? They oh, don't no. like, do a flashback or no. anything? I don't no. remember. I've, I've watched it, it very recently. Once. No, they did not. <laughs> of course you have. <laughs> it's all about the present, baby. <laughs> In that one. I love it. It's, no, that's, 
And you said you looked and the 25th anniversary hadn't even happened yet. No, because this movie was like 2004. 2004. Yeah. 25th anniversary was 2010. So it was going to be Maybe six more years. Maybe he had already years. done it on Broadway at that point, though. I think he was Raul on Broadway. Oh. And then was and then the just picture, for the 25th. And then for the 25th, they were like, oh, this guy can Which like, makes sing. Which makes it weird because yeah. it, would, it would be funnier and make a lot more sense if it was someone who had played the phantom right. because the it's, whole bit is she's not sure if it's the ghost of her dad or right. not. He may have played I don't know what his like I don't career either. looks like. I love him specifically. though. He's he's got a great voice. He's beautiful. But I don't know exactly how his relationship with the phantom of maybe he was like currently playing it on Broadway when the movie maybe. came out. I don't that know. That would make the most sense. But like because that seems weird to just be like, oh yeah, here's this guy who played Raul. But that's I not going to do uh, anything for the movie going audience, even for the people who are really into Phantom of the Opera. No, because you have to specifically know who who he, he is and what is. he looks like, and probably have Which recently I, seen Phantom of the Opera and gotten really good tickets to it. Right. Like you to have be to able get to really like look at tickets. him and be like, oh yeah, it's that guy. I've seen him before. <laughs> I've studied my playbill thoroughly. Yeah. Exactly. Absolute nonsense. Should like, we... Funny, because I love him. Wow. Yeah, he's great. I hope he got some money. I'm sure he made a tiny little appearance fee, for sure. <laughs> Should we talk about the main three in yeah, our cast? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Um, this is the one I have the least to say about, so I'm going to start with Emmy Rossum. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because she, like, was a little bit up and coming for a little bit, and then kind of, like, vanished into obscurity. yeah. Because I have it this just didn't weird, work out. <laughs> I have this weird, like, nostalgic feeling whenever I see her. <laughs> because, like I said, I used to love this movie when I was a kid. Right. And then also, another movie I loved when I was a kid, weirdly enough, was Day After Tomorrow. Yeah. I used Day to after tomorrow love is, Day After Tomorrow. Because that's got my guy, Jake Gyllenhaal, in. Is he in that? He it's been is. so long since Dennis I've seen Quaid that movie. Dennis Quaid and Jake Gyllenhaal. And the only the reason I tomorrow. pulled Emmy Rossum was because I had already seen this movie. And I was like, oh my God, it's Christine. <laughs> <laughs> Christine's in this movie, guys. And I'm pretty sure that was like why I loved the movie so much. I was just like, I just want to see more of Christine. <laughs> that is very fun. Oh, I, yes. That Jake sounds, Gyllenhaal. I can see his baby blues in my I, memories. From I have that. the, like, the scene in the library, like, burned into mm-hmm. my brain forever. Oh my god! That's it all has been I remember so about the day after tomorrow. I've seen that movie. That's the only thing that's like objectively just brain. a weird movie for a very young person <laughs> yeah, to be really that, into. That movie was what, like two thousand three. I like, loved that movie. Was, we had it on DVD in this house, and we watched it. So oh, it much. was also two thousand four. It was a big it, year it was for Emmy Rossum. Okay, okay, <laughs> it's that a makes big sense. year for Emmy, huh? That makes sense. Because I think I want to say I saw it in theaters. It was a big year for Emily, too. Oh, it, it was a formative year for sure. <laughs> Clearly. In just me having a weird thing about Emmy Rossum. <laughs> I think I had a crush on Emmy Rossum, and you I wasn't ready to accept it yeah, yet. Yeah, you, so. hadn't, you hadn't conceptualized that I was just like, I just want to watch everything she's in a lot of times <laughs> right now for no reason. Just just because. Just don't worry about it. Because of acting and because of stuff. Her beautiful voice. <laughs> don't even worry about it. <laughs> Okay, okay. Yeah. Do we we should end on the high end note? End on the good one, right? yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's I end agree. on the high note. I agree. Which means that we need to talk about 
Gerard. <laughs> Mr. Olympus has fallen himself. Jerry Butts, yes. Gerard Butler, who... My one other pull from him is... Which is also why I kind of have a positive affiliation in my brain with him. Because, again, loved this movie growing up. Did not know he was singing bad until I got older and learned <laughs> what good singing sounded like. And he was in How to Train Your Dragon. He was. He was the dad. Hiccup's dad. He and, I, and I always really liked him in that. I mean, it's a voice performance. So, like, he's not physically there. But I always really right. liked his character but in that. But the dude's been in, like, a million, a million things. things. He's been in everything. Those are just the two. These are just the two that I like. Someone says Gerard Butler, and those are what I think of. I know he's been in much more, like, <laughs> six more successful movies. But right. I, his big one was 300. He was oh, Leonidas shit. Yeah, in 300. Yeah, I forgot about 300. That's yeah. the one that's like, oh my gosh. Look, it's Gerard Butler. Yes. But then, like, doing his thing. He either, after that, he kind of only did weird, like, action comedies or straight up action. He did, gotcha. like, The Ugly Truth. That's just about, no like, idea. men and women are different. <laughs> Whoa. Or, like, law-abiding citizen and yes. the bounty hunter and <clears throat> machine gun preacher. I thought you were going to say, I don't know why I assumed you were going to say machine gun Kelly. That's not a movie. Um, he That's was also, guy. he was a victim of movie 43, um, mm. along with a thousand other I actors. I never saw that one, but I've heard, I've heard many a tale. It's such an interesting um story because movie 43 is historically one of like one of the critically called worst movies Bad. ever made yeah and it's like it's almost sketch comedy it's just like vignettes that yes. are like supposed to be jokes and the way that the the guy got all because he got a ton of celebrities into the movie yes and the way he did it was by promising that all of the other celebrities had already agreed to it so he was telling like Hugh Jackman, like Gerard Butler's already this agreed to be in this movie, in yeah. and then he would go tell Gerard Butler, like Hugh Jackman's in this movie. <sighs> so he was just telling all of these people that other people had already agreed to the movie. Like a pretty good plan. It was to a be pretty honest. killer grip. If we're being it did real, not pay off. <laughs> um, well, for him it paid off because he got all those celebrities to be in the movie. So <laughs> right. Uh, Gerard Butler, also in, I believe, three Olympus Has Fallen movies. There was Olympus and London and Angel, and I think they're making another there one. three of them? Yeah. I think I think the new one is going to be I Night. I think I've heard of the one. Night <laughs> Has Fallen, I think, will be the fourth one. Uh, but I think the, uh, the prime understanding of what Gerard Butler's career is is that a few years ago, he was in a little movie called Geostorm. Which is he such, was in that? He was the guy. I in did that. not know that. I've it was a Gerard Butler vehicle. Of course. Because of course that it was. That makes sense. Gerard Butler is one of those guys that did like two good movies and then people were like People just let him do it. We're whatever. gonna we're gonna hit on that again for sure. Yeah, we'll get you there. And really it was like Zack Snyder doing a crazy thing in three hundred. And I think maybe that was actually one good movie. One of the good. I was going to say, that's one of the good I ones. I can't isn't come it? up with another one. He made like one good movie. And he's never been a Are you, are you trying to singer. say that Phantom of the Opera is not one of his good movies? Yes. Yes. It's certainly. <laughs> you can you can make a case that it's not like a terrible. I don't think Phantom is a terrible movie. No, it's not like the worst movie that's ever been made. But it's not a good Gerard Butler movie. No. Because he is garbage from a toilet in this movie 
he is difficult to watch and or listen to. He's very bad all around. There's, I also, (laughs) I have a, I've been developing a new theory that Gerard Butler and Russell Crowe are the same person. Yes. Because. I've never seen them in the same place. I've never seen them in the same place. No. I can't come up with a single time because they fill the exact same role so they would never be in the same movie and they've both done the one musical where and they, they were both, very bad somebody thought they could sing and whoever thought that was wrong about both of was them was incorrect but they've both been like okay and other stuff they both did gerard butler was in 300 and russell crowe was in gladiator so they both did like swords and sandals epics oh my god they've both since done like action and action comedy they have very similar career trajectories in that also they were both very, very bad in a movie musical. Wow. <laughs> but like what a life. I hope they're friends. I hope they get along. I because hope it they seems get like, to, like they might both be so macho that they just couldn't do it. Because who could understand them better than yeah. the other? No one. Truly nearly identical people. <laughs> uh but it's not fair to like only say bad things about this movie because there are some bright shining spots. There are in Phantom and the no longer even a star, the true son of this the movie. The crown jewel. The pinnacle of achievement of maybe Joel Schumacher's entire career <laughs> is Patrick Wilson. Yes. God, I love him. Patrick Wilson, what a blessing to this movie. Because Thank God. Can you imagine if he wasn't in this? This would be the most insufferable movie. that It's already pretty insufferable, I'll be right. honest. It would be... Probably one of the worst movies ever. With Patrick like we Wilson, said it's not one of the worst movies ever. I think without him, it would be one of the worst movies right. ever. With Patrick Wilson, there is respite from the like, oh, these vocalists are like troublesomely bad. Yes, it is because him. He and is then so good. Whoever is singing for Minnie Driver, because yes, because that is an like, actual singer. That's comical. It's supposed to be like not perfect. Yeah, but it, like the technique Technically, is really, really she's good. She's doing a good job. It's opera yeah. singing. It's insane. Yes. She's doing a great job. Patrick Wilson is actually like performing on purpose. Emmy Rossum forgot to do anything with her face. Gerard yeah. Butler can't sing his way out of a paper bag. <laughs> Patrick Wilson is a real actor and a real singer at the same time. You said you read somewhere that neither Emmy Rossum or Gerard Butler had ever seen the show before they, had they got never cast. seen Phantom. Of the I am before. fully convinced they never saw it ever. Period. They might not have seen this they movie. They never listened to a cast recording. They never. It's like. I am half convinced they got thrown into like the recording days, having <laughs> like never heard it before. It now, to be fair, uh, like among theater actors, like especially musical theater actors, I am an advocate for don't listen to the cast album as long oh, as you yeah, get yeah, away yeah, with yeah, it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So that you don't like just try to emulate something else. Like, listen, do your own thing. And then if you need some help with something, listen to a song. Yes. But. When you're not a theater actor and you're trying your best to do Phantom of the Opera, maybe give it a whirl. Maybe, like, just take a look. But Emmy Rossum has an excuse, at least, because she was 17. She was a child. Also, we have to address it at some point. When this movie was mm-hmm. was made... I hate it. Emmy Rossum... 17. ...was 17. Yeah. Patrick Wilson was 30. Mm-hmm. Gerard mm-hmm. Butler was 34, a.k.a. 17 times 2. Gerard Butler was literally twice her age, and the whole movie is about how he made a doll of her (laughs) 
and how much he ha- wants to marry her and because he loves her so her much. Wants to kidnap her and make her his bride, and, but, but also like but wants to pretend not, to also be her dad. But like also, uh. that's not like weird. That's not weird. Like casting subplot. That's the movie. Yeah, that's, that's the what story it is. of it. Because he was friends with Madame Giri. Like they were it's the same weird and creepy. age. Yeah. Like the, it's and supposed to be weird and creepy. Yeah. It's but also Patrick also Wilson she, is thirty, and that's not it, that's not Patrick Wilson's fault. That's no. only Joel Schumacher's fault for casting a full grown man and a seventeen year old. That's a minor. That exactly. That is a minor. Even if it was eighteen, it would still be weird. But it's like that is like actively you that's actively weird. could have just picked someone who is at least it's weird 18. and he talked about like wanting youth in the ro- it's like joel you're being weird joel stop no you haven't built up enough goodwill after those batman movies you don't get to do weird stuff like Mm-mm. that Mm-mm. you're not we're not on board yet we're not there we're not there those batmans were too bad for you to say weird <laughs> stuff like that tommy lee jones is not forgiven you yet you haven't mm. earned it yeah, that's mm, I don't like it. You made Chris O'Donnell say "Holy Rusted Metal Batman." On you don't get to cast a seventeen-year-old to kiss two thirty-year-olds. <laughs> she kisses they, them both. Yeah, she several times both. And it um, it truly looks like Patrick Wilson might have been her first kiss in that moment. Yeah, I was gonna say it looks screen. like she's never kissed another person. Which like it's her. not her fault. It's not fair to her. She's, she's 17. seventeen. That's a lot. You can have your first kiss when you're seventeen. That's okay. That's fine. I'm pretty sure that's when I had mine. It's okay. <laughs> it was not with a 35-year-old. He wasn't 30, so then it's fine. They, like, just recently did the, um, the Phantom of the Opera Broadway did their, like, little open call thing for Christine's mm-hmm. over this past, a couple months ago. Um, and so I looked at the, um... They sent out a little character description thing. Yeah. And it says, I think it says 16 to 21. I, I think. But they never follow that because I'm pretty sure Sierra Boggess is like late, is like in her 30s. Right. But she did it at the anniversary because she had done it when she was younger. Yeah. Like she had still, already done it and it was like, like oh, she was the best one to do it. have done it. And it's right. fine. I also I'm pretty saw sure his... Andrew Lloyd Webber's ex-wife was not 17 when she did it. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I also saw they didn't give anyone over the age of 25 an actual screen test. They didn't give anyone older than 25. But they had already cast Patrick Wilson. He was the first one they cast out of the three. No. And then they didn't give anyone I mean, over correct. 25 that's a screen the, test. That's the easiest He's choice the right for choice. sure. He was the correct choice. Yes. Patrick Wilson was the only correct choice they made. But then after that, they didn't give anyone it over 25 a screen test. It all went bad. They had so many options, and they somehow picked the worst. Oh, one. we're gonna talk about all of the options they had here I in a know. second because I've got a long list of things we gotta talk about. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah, I can't wait. It's I only know bizarre. Some of them. I scoured the depths of the internet for what could have been, but we'll yeah. get there in a second. Um, also, we forgot to mention that Emmy Rossum plays an incredible dual role in this movie, and that she plays <laughs> both Christine Daae and also a mannequin of Christine Daae because. <laughs> because when they're in the <laughs> when they're in his like little lair, he's got this mannequin that's supposed to look just like her. But when they put the eyes in, they didn't think it looked enough like her because like, yeah, it's a mannequin. So she said, I could probably just stand, I stand there. Still. So then at the end of the movie, 
at the end of the movie when she goes back to return the engagement ring that Raul got her, but she's returning to the yeah, Phantom for him, some reason. Which is weird. Anyway, but when she's standing there, it genuinely, it legitimately takes me a second to figure out if it's actually her or if her it's the mannequin. Because yeah. she just like stands there looking at him thinking. And, and her I face wonder never moves ever. every single time. I wonder if it's supposed to be actually her or the mannequin. Yeah. It's turns out it's her. But it's not easy to tell. Why? Why did it need to look like her? It didn't it need to look that much been, like her. It didn't need to look like her at all. Like I the whole point is that he's got a doll of her, right? Doll of her. But the whole point is that there's a wedding dress on it. Right. He could have just been like, look, I have a, I have a wedding like, it's dress. It's pretty. If he like drags her down there and is like starts pointing at a wedding dress, You're I think it's pretty it. clear that You're like this is for you. It. Look, I got this for you. It tracks. I think it makes sense. And it could have cold dead mannequin eyes too and we'd be okay with it. it would still it. look exactly like her. It would not change <laughs> It would anything. not change it at all, I promise. Oh, goodness. Well, I think we should go to question number four. Let's and question go. number four is is at the inspiration, at the whims of somebody who listens to this podcast just like you do, dear listener. Hey. Um, and if you have a whim that you want to throw our way, if there's a different movie musical that you oh, think we should watch, no. if there's a better one, if you think there's a, a truly good movie adaptation, hit us up at wdwjwpodcast at gmail.com. The only answer is Chicago. Yes. That is a good one. Or you can find us on any of the socials. We're at WWJWpodcast or on Facebook. It's What Did We Just Watch with a question mark. And while you're doing all that, you might as well just go ahead and uh, do a little rate and review of the show. It helps yeah. us like get onto some of the charts. It helps people find the show, which is super fun. Yeah. Um, and it'll just make us happy. Um, and all that information is in the full show notes below. If you didn't catch any of it, you can just go back down there and read it instead of trying to decipher what I just said as fast Absolutely. as I could. Question number four is what kind of person plays this on a first date? And boy, oh boy. No. It's a middle schooler who's trying to date another theater kid middle schooler. POV, it is me in middle school yep. going on a date. Thank yep. God I never did any of those back Do then. Do you want to watch my favorite movie? <laughs> It's this bad one it's with Gerard Butler. It's one that I'm going to defend with my life. It's this really bad musical where a 17-year-old girl smooches two men that are twice her age. <laughs> Can I? Okay, I have another little story. Okay. I, of my youth, loving this movie. Okay, I, re I have this like very specific memory of this one time. One of my cousins, her name's Brianna, love her. She was like staying at our house she was having we were having a sleepover and we <laughs> i think my mom made us like go to bed because we had somewhere to be in the morning so she was like hey go to bed and we were young enough that it was like fine for my mom to be like hey go to bed and, go we, to actu bed. and we actually went to bed <laughs> and i remember because i spoke of little else at <clears throat> that stage of my you had life the one thing than phantom of the opera and i mean that since I did not have a TV in my room, oh no, and we couldn't watch it. Uh huh. I have this very specific memory of painstakingly. I think it took me like two hours, and oh. I just like verbally described the oh film no. in detail to my to my older cousin, Ugh. and she put up with it. <laughs> she 
let me do that. Cousins are the best she people let we me have, do aren't that. they? And she was like, wow, that sounds pretty good. And I'm pretty sure she just never watched it. She no, was like, I think I'm, I'm okay. I promise <laughs> you she didn't. <laughs> a middle schooler cannot explain a single thing in this world good enough that I'll ever want to interact with it. That's just, if you ever had any questions about how, just how insufferable I used to be as a child, I that is your answer. I volunteer with middle schoolers every week. I cannot tell you how many times a middle schooler has tried to explain to me the plot of some anime yeah. that I will never be able to interact with. My anime with. was the Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> That's all I had. <laughs> My anime was the Phantom of the Opera. I didn't watch Naruto. <laughs> I had Gerard Butler and Emmy Rossum. We all have our things. <laughs> um, I just had a very specifically bad thing. All that to say, please don't watch this on a movie. No, please don't. On a do date? On please a don't watch this don't movie watch on a date. Don't watch it on a movie. Watch it on don't, a stage. Don't watch it on a movie. Watch it on a stage. But also a weird one to take on a first date. Yeah, it's Even not if a first it's date. the show, show. Also, weird. Don't go to New York and watch Phantom of the Opera. No. Phantom I would because I'm me and I've already been to New York a couple times and like seen. But see what's there stuff. now. That's my thing. Like yeah, Phantom no, of the yeah. Opera is going to come to where you are because it's Phantom of the Opera. And it's going to be the exact same staging. And it's going to be exactly Andrew Lloyd Webber is going to make sure it's the exact same staging and costumes and everything forever. If you go to it's see the be real okay. thing, watch another show. See anything else. There's so many see good shows. See something that might close. Don't go see Phantom of the Opera if you're if in If for York. no other reason than just like you can say you saw that before it closed. It's like don't waste your time on Phantom of the Opera. Don't waste your time on Wicked. Don't waste your time on Les Mis. All of those things are going to come through town. Don't One worry about it. One of my biggest regrets when I went to New York, I've been twice now. One of the times I was there, American Psycho, the musical Ooh. was open. And I, lo- I love the movie, American Psycho. But I decided not to see it because I wanted to. I don't even remember what I went and saw instead. It was something like very commercial and like was not going anywhere. I think it was Kinky Boots. I think I saw Kinky Boots instead of mm. American Psycho. Well, Kinky Boots isn't a terrible choice. At least. Oh, no, like, no, 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 no. It's a very good show. But it's a show that's going to be touring and yeah. playing everywhere it's be forever. Going for a long time. And American Psycho, I swear, it closed the next week. After Ooh. I was there and I was like, oh no. And then there was no tour. There was no anything. Nope, it just was gone. It's just gone. And it may never come back because it kind of flopped. But I heard it was very fun mm-hmm. and I wish I had seen it. The soundtrack is very, very I good. I love time. the soundtrack. <laughs> it seems so fun. But anyway, go see something fun. Don't go see Phantom. See if it comes through town Don't because it is a good show. see something that looks like it takes itself seriously. That's my advice. <laughs> go see something <laughs> like that. that looks fun. Yeah. This is the moment I've been waiting for this whole podcast. Let's go. It's question number five, and it's could someone else have done better? Yes. Is there anything you want to get out of the way before I do my thing? Okay, I have one. Okay. I have one idea. Okay. I recently rewatched a movie I have not seen in a long time. I've I've briefly mentioned before that I made myself a little journey back around the same time I loved this movie to watch every Tom Hiddleston movie that has ever existed uh-huh. because I was and still am very much in love with Tom Hiddleston. Uh-huh. And one of those movies was Crimson Peak. Yeah. A good movie. Crimson Peak I was criminally underrated. really like Crimson cool movie. Peak. So I'm going to say instead of Mr. Schumacher, Ooh. what if we give this to a Guillermo del Toro? give a little no. weirdo a chance i actually really dig that because yeah. then you could do like the gothic horror thing yeah, that right. phantom he's was good at that but he's also be. good at not taking 
He's capable of not taking himself too seriously. He wrote a movie good with that. where a woman falls in love with a fish man. Yeah, he can he can handle it. He's not worried about always being super because that's what I think that's when I hate. He made the Hellboy movies like Phantom of the Opera is not something that should take itself that seriously no. because at its core it's kind of dumb. It's kitschy. Yes, it's eighties. There's an electric guitar. There's an electric guitar in riff the in the middle of the title song. Why? For no reason. It doesn't even sound good in there. No, it's just there. It's nonsense. And it's not even like oh clever an electric okay guitar. It. it sounds bad. Because Joel Schumacher, like, very blatantly criminally, just like took it way too seriously. Yeah. To no avail, and that that is the big detriment. One of many big detriments here. Yeah. <laughs> that that is the one and only thing I had to say. Guillermo del Toro. He seems like he'd do a good job. That's fun, actually. I like that pitch. Um, yeah. We're not we're not changing Raul in the slightest. No, Patrick I would never accept nowhere. it if you did. But we we need a new Christine. God, we do we. We need a new Phantom. God and fortunately, the casting process gave us a thousand options <laughs> that could they have really, been in there. They really <laughs> so hunted and dug to the bottom of the barrel they dug past the gold into the <laughs> other stuff because uh kate winslet was almost really i see i've heard of a bunch of the people who are almost the phantom i've never really heard people say so kate winslet was considered right and that one's interesting. interesting but there is a duo that was all was collectively considered collectively is and it, it John Krasinski and Emily Blunt? <laughs> it, it didn't happen because of scheduling conflicts with two other 2004 uh, movies. No. Those scheduling conflicts were Van Helsing and The Princess Diaries 2 Royal Engagement. It was almost Hugh Jackman and Anne Hathaway. Are you kidding? It was almost Hugh Jackman and Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway was almost Christine Dyer. Anne Hathaway can sing. She can sing. And she can act. She won an Oscar for Les Mis. I'm so... And Hugh Jackman was nominated. I Hugh get it, Jackman, though. Prince Di- Princess Diaries 2 is a gem, and I would never trade it Van for Van Helsing world. is a nightmare, and he should have been the Phantom. I've never seen it, but... It's actually a lot of fun, but he should have been the Phantom. <sighs> Hugh Jackman could have played the Phantom of I the Opera. I do love Hugh Jackman. And I don't even Man. know if I think that role is right for him, but it's no, more right for him than it is for Gerard Butler. Th- almost anything is better than Gerard... Someone who can sing. Right. That is the bare minimum. So that is all you need. That pitch And he is, can sing. That pitch is my bridge from talking about Christine to talking about the Phantom because there's a lot of people that there's almost a played lot. the Phantom. The only one I know off the top of my head is Antonio Banderas. So Antonio Banderas was in the running and he actually like he spent like multiple years training, like doing vocal prep to play yeah. Phantom because he, he sang it. Um, at the uh, the Royal Albert Hall celebration, not the anniversary, but one of but the, the earlier, like the nineties, yeah, yeah, yeah. like late nineties, big thing. <sighs> and there's video of that, that. he did a pretty that. good job. I have to get the insane out of the way because I think there's some interesting yes. pitches later. Give me the crazy. But as with anything that was really starting to gain traction in the nineties, uh, Michael Jackson wanted to be involved. Oh my god! And Michael Jackson <laughs> did want to play the Phantom. No. Um. And it, in still fact, better than Gerard Butler though because he can he, sing, <laughs> he can very much sing. He oh saw no. it open in '88, 
Like he saw it open in that New York. That does not surprise me one in bit. In 88. That, that, and that saw seems it, apparently, like a show he would have really vibed with. Apparently saw it several times and like met Andrew Lloyd Webber. Yeah. And none of this is surprising to me. That still it, that still would have been <laughs> bonkers had he been in it, but like none the of that. Problem, the me. only problem that Andrew Lloyd Webber ever cited was that when he was asking about playing the Phantom in the film, he thought it was too early to make a movie. Like oh, he just thought he was asking it too, was just soon. too soon. So who knows? If Michael Jackson if had asked in like two thousand if he could play the Phantom in a movie, it might have been Michael Jackson. What a different world. Speaking of different just worlds. Just some like da- just bring the like David Bowie in a labyrinth energy exactly. to it. Just like, like make it insane. Kind of and bizarro fun. phantom. That so there's been fun. There's four other like notable almost phantoms. Okay. Antonio Banderas is also in this particular list, but there's four more. Um Meatloaf was considered Meatloaf. for the Phantom. Which a vocalist sing. at least likes his musical theater. He's been on Broadway. Mm-hmm. He was in Rocky Horror on yeah. Broadway for a little because that That's was like the show that Meatloaf that was should be in. His role, for probably a good not long Phantom while. of the Opera. That's no. the show that Meatloaf should be That's, in. Yeah. Ooh. Um, guys that have been mu- movie musicals, John Travolta was considered. I don't know. Um, I mean, it, probably a bad choice. Yeah. Um, can't again can sing. So can sing. Still a bad option. Not super intimidating. Like I'm trying you to might think what the Phantom he, to be. Like it was, mm, how do I phrase this? Was he <laughs> was he still handsome in the early two thousands? <laughs> yeah, that's how I want to phrase that. Was he still handsome in the early two thousands? I 2000s? don't know that I think so. I don't know that he was because he wasn't really still handsome in like the nineties. Yeah, I was. He did like say. face off, and that was like his last thing. And that was, was the late eighties. Okay, when was Greece? How old is that movie? Greece was a long time ago, like seventies. That sounds right. Yeah, that sounds yeah. I don't have any like sense of time on a grand scale. John Travolta nah, could have nah, nah. played him. Could have been good. Um, also, not on this list, but another one that I saw, um, th- a man who looks stunningly like Gerard Butler at the end of this movie, Brendan Fraser, who I have no idea if he can sing. Interesting. But looks exactly no, yeah, like Gerard Butler sure at the end of does. the movie. And I like I had no I had, idea who you were talking about. I had looked it up and that. then I saw the end of the movie and I was like, are we sure Brendan Fraser wasn't in this one? <laughs> he didn't make a little cameo just because it end. really looks like Brendan Fraser. Interesting. There, I don't know about that one. No, that one seems like <laughs> a bad idea. There are two more on this list that we gotta talk about. I can't because are these the actual good ones? Well, let's find out. <laughs> There's two more on this list. One of them is Matthew McConaughey, who apparently was also considered. Where? I don't know how you end up on Matthew McConaughey. The first couple of these, I was like, okay, I could see these being on the fringe of this list just because they're famous. Now this, this seems like a joke. Yeah. This seems like they were out to like do the stupidest. This would be a silly could. time to put Matthew McConaughey in this. Like now he's won an Oscar at least. He can sing though. So can't, you can be like, he has, he's a. I don't, I don't know. know that he's. I a can't singer. come up with I him ever like having I've, sung. He he seems like someone who plays the guitar and like sings. He does, but I think that's just because of the all right, all right, all right. Like he seems like yeah, a campfire. Yeah, he's just got the energy of it. Yes, that is exactly what he it seems is. like. The guy who brings a guitar to a campfire. Yeah. And, like, nobody's asking for him to do it, but no. he's going to. But, like, nobody's super upset about no, it. No it's one's, like, mad like, at him, right. but just, like, everybody's Matthew just kind of understanding. Matthew brought his guitar like, again, I nobody, guess. Nobody, like, asked him to bring that, right? 
Yeah. He's just like doing this. Everybody he wants gets to. it. Nobody fights it. Right. Um, but the uh, the last name on this list that I'm very very curious about uh-huh. how we feel uh-huh. is Heath Ledger was briefly considered for the Phantom in the process of production during the film's development. Heath Ledger was considered for the Phantom. I really like that. Like, it would have made he at least kind of can sing. He can kind of sing. It would have made in ten things I hate about you. He said, "That's I all love I can think you, of." Baby. It would have made no sense right. at the time of production. It would have been a, an insane weird. But, but like knowing the range that he eventually like showed, he could have done it. I think he could have. He could have been good. I think it, I don't. He now, wouldn't. I don't know that he would have been the best. He wouldn't vocal have sang choice. as well as Hugh Jackman no, or Antonio Banderas. He probably would have been better than Gerard Butler. He, he and he would have acted would have the been hell than out of Butler. it. And he would have performed. Which Gerard me, Butler just swishes a cape around sometimes. <laughs> right. For me, in general, when it comes to like musicals, stage or movie, I'm like, as long as you can act it real, real good. Yeah. I'll forgive a lot vocally. Yeah. You don't have to be perfect if you can act the hell out of it. And right. Heath Ledger could could have done that. If you can act it, you can kind of talk through your songs and get away with it. Now Gerard Butler. Gerard no. Butler isn't doing either. Nope. He just chose neither. He He's chose violence being in a this nightmare. movie. Um, we also talked briefly. I know, right? We talked a little bit about the fact that this has there there are like five other Phantom of the Opera movies. Starting in like 1932, mm-hmm. because it was one of those old Universal monsters. Just everybody was doing it, yeah. So there's this one, but then the other five are straight up horror movies. Yes, it's like Which, from 32 cool. to I think the most recent one was like the early 2000s. Yeah, uh-huh. just right in there. Yep. Like the early 2000s are just horror movies that are set in an opera house. And the one in 1998 is really interesting because the Phantom of the Opera is played by Robert England, a.k.a. Freddy Krueger. Interesting. Yeah. Freddy Krueger plays the Phantom of the Opera. With the genre that it used to be. Because it's just a horror movie where a guy murders people in a funny way. And they said, great. And they were like, cool, I know a guy who can can murder people funny. (laughs) I'll show you a guy who can do that. And I just think that's really funny that that role has gone to Gerard Butler and yeah. Robert England. Those two people have played the same thing. I don't of course like they that. have. I don't like why, like why wouldn't they have? I don't like <laughs> it. And also, like, Michael Crawford and Ramin Kareem Lou. Right. <laughs> like, some of these, like, Gerard most Butler. famous musical theater <laughs> actors of all time. And also Gerard Butler and Robert England. <laughs> Man. It's a character that's been around for forever. I oh, mean, it's, it's forever, one of those, forever. It's a gothic horror novel. And like, so it's an old that, horror it, novel. It is a really interesting thing that Andrew Lloyd Webber got, like, his little mitts on it. And, like, no one has touched it. Yeah. Since. And everybody said, that's it. You can't did do it. it anymore. I mean, the movie came out, in the, the musical came out in the 80s. 80s. And that Robert England movie was, was the 90s. Yeah. But also, like, it barely existed. Right. That way, I don't think that was like a big. And I think there was an there was another one, like a decade after that. But oh, it, really? There's another one. Like that, in like, the 2000s, there was one. Yeah, I think it was like 2011 or something. Interesting. But it's another thing that like it barely existed. Right. 
Andrew Lloyd Webber has this weird talent for just making the dumbest things cultural phenomenon. Oh, for sure. Just like consistently. Yeah, absolutely. Joseph, so weird. It's weird show. I love that show. It's a nonsense way to write a show because every song is in a new genre. Yes. So fun. In what world is that a good idea? Every last one is a banger. They're all good. That's that's how it's a good idea is every song is a banger. That's how. Only do it if you can write a whole two and a half hours Some of great good music. Good old slappers. Um, <laughs> good old slappers. <laughs> the, that one, that one's a slap. I'll Cat. tell you that right now, Cats? kids. One that that was one that at the time, like almost it, no one wanted to be affiliated with it while it was in production. But then it did strike the cultural consciousness it once did. it got there. People were super into it. Like, a lot of people are still super into I it. Think Not it's the movie, bad, the show. But like, I enjoy it. It struck. That's a some chord. bangers. People were really into it. If there's one thing Andrew Lloyd Webber knows how to do, it is how to write a banger. He can do it. In every genre. Because he, he did Joseph, and then he did uh, Jesus st- Christ Superstar. He started with Jesus Christ Superstar. He did Phantom, and then he did... What is his other show that I... Um, oh, Fan- Cats. Cats. Phantom came out the same year as... Uh, is it Moonlight Express? Yes. The Thomas the Tank Engine Yes. <laughs> I forgot that one existed, <laughs> as I think most people same, do. The same year. He That's wrote both of those weird. shows in the same year. And then, like, he did a couple of them and then, like, took a decade and a half off. And, and then he was like, all right, rock. School of Rock. <laughs> and then, and rock. now it's I'm musical. going to retire and someday pass away. And, like, that it, that will be the end of he my just legacy. He hangs out with his cats. And, and then you guys can finally do what you want with and Phantom. like, rules over Phantom of the Opera never being restaged <laughs> yeah. with an iron fist. And... One day he won't be able to tell and people And really, what to do. really wants Cats to be a good movie. He's And he's wrong. He's it's incorrect. It's never going to be good. He wrote a song with Taylor Swift, so that's fine. I mean, good for them. <laughs> <laughs> she wanted that EGOT, and nope. Not <laughs> that not, time. We're not there yet. Not so she's not going to get an Oscar on that one, I don't nope. think. <laughs> no, 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 no. She did not. Or it, She didn't even or get a Tony. Golden Globe for that one. No. <laughs> No, 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 no. Someday, maybe. She's got, a, like, three of those awards to ghost. <laughs> she, she, she's, she's getting there. She's got an Emmy, an Oscar, and a Tony to go before she gets an EGOT. Yeah, you I know. think other people are going to get are there Are you telling me first. she didn't get an Emmy for that one episode of New Girl she was in? That one time no, for five seconds? I also don't think she got one for hosting SNL that one time. I don't <laughs> oh, think my God. <gasps> I That used to be... Okay. Very off topic. That used to be my favorite episode of SNL That's growing wild, up. Mainly because I loved Taylor host. Swift. So just anything <laughs> she did. It was the two that I would constantly rewatch. Arguably not good episodes, either of them. It was the Taylor Swift one and the Taylor Lautner one. Both not good episodes. Not good. <laughs> not good episodes. But at the like, time, I just loved those episodes. two people so much. I was like, I think this is the funniest <laughs> thing I've ever seen in my That's life. That's the thing. If you like those people, you're going to have a good time. That's yeah. what SNL works on. Yeah, basically. That's like their whole... Their, that's the bit. <laughs> right. These people that we have on all the time are funny and also will bring in a celebrity. And, and it like might them, work, it watch. might not. <laughs> it might work or it might have Elon Musk host. Who knows? How was that? I never saw that. Oh, I mean, he was colossally Weird. unfunny. Yeah. Because he has, he's not an actor. He has no sense of being on stage. And also, like, he has Asperger's. So mm-hmm. he had, he wasn't able to, like, 
connect with anything that was going on. Mm. And also, like, even the stuff he wasn't in wasn't good that episode. Yeah. There I just was, heard even everyone. Even that he wasn't, uh, didn't have a hand in was bad that Ugh. episode. That I was saw, that okay. Gen Z hospital sketch was so weird. Oh, no. It was just, like, <laughs> adults trying to use TikTok slang for There's, five minutes. Because um, Grimes, his wife, yes. was there. Uh-huh. She I don't know if she Princess was Peach in a sketch. Oh, okay. I thought maybe I, genuinely, I thought she may have just like shown up in that for no reason. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> anything about Grimes, so I was like, ah, oh, maybe she's just weird. Okay. Um, <laughs> she posted on her Instagram. I don't follow her. Someone was just like tweeting about it or something. She like posted a picture dressed as Princess Peach uh-huh. with Miley Cyrus. Yeah. On her Instagram, and in her caption, she was like apologizing for like being affiliated with elon musk like she was like i know all my fans hate him so weird. that's weird but ha 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 <laughs> weird like, that's all she said like it wasn't like but i love him it was just like sorry about it sorry i know all my like fans him. hate elon musk anyway here's a picture of me and miley cyrus <laughs> so weird. i know you guys hate him but but look, I hope we you have, have a, Miley Cyrus. We have a beautiful child that has a star designation for oh a name. So I forgot. Deal with that. XSH12. Right uh, I hate it. I hate it. That poor child. That was also the Mother's Day episode. So they did a bit where everybody's mom like came on Aww. and had like a little cameo, which is fun. But like, it's weird that Elon Musk and everybody's mom was on the same episode. And everyone's mom. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Oh, goodness. we have I've gone through as many alternate castings as I can come up with. So I think we should go to question number six. Let's do it. And uh, question number six is, would this be better as a musical? Uh, yeah. And like a hard, easy yes. Hard yes. Should uh-huh. not be a movie. Should nope. stay a musical. Should just Here's hang out on the stage. I think you could make a good movie adaptation of the musical. Oh, yeah. I think because so they like, they walked up to the line of some really clever ideas. Like, Yes. All of the stuff where the Phantom is watching over them as they begin to fall in love. Like, you could do that way more artfully in a movie than you can on stage. Yeah. Because on stage, it's just like, oh, he's on the oh, second level and they're on the first there. level. And even if you try to get weird, you're like, oh, the Phantom is somewhere in the audience and they're on stage. The yeah. Phantom is in a box over there and they're on stage. And that's as much as you can do. Yeah. In a movie, you can, like, he can be hiding in the rafters Anywhere. he can be listening to their voices echo through the the concert hall like you don't have to have them all on screen together no because it's a movie and that's how movies work you can cut away but, to things but this movie like walked right up to it and then couldn't get and there then said, mm. it was like he's on the roof listening to them sing this love song but like awkwardly he's just gonna like stand but just he's like just stand there behind a and the statue music is just weirdly echoing. and also he's on the roof so like the music wouldn't echo to here yeah this it would makes be a no weird sense. place it's for that to be very dumb i hate it and now he's <laughs> listening to them paddle away and sing to each other but oh turns out she's actually standing oh, right but there she's back um so i don't know what that's about i don't know it's like they almost got to the good ideas but they, they couldn't about quite it. take the last step into no. good ideas so i think you can make a cool movie out of the phantom of the opera the musical if andrew lloyd weber just lets it go first he has to die 
and then we can try the movie again. <laughs> we can try and it again. I'm allowed to say that because he's 90,000 years old, old. And it's his How time. I, I don't know. He's in he his 90s. He's got to be. He's he's a sir already. Like Once you're a sir, there's nothing else to achieve. There, you've done it all. Just move on. He We got to make room for more sirs. Oh, he is not 90. He's he, 73. He looks 105. He does. He is only 73. He looks only. He looks so bad. Only 73. He looks terrible for 73. <laughs> he does. I know. He does. I'm allowed to say that because he has all of the things he could ever want in this life. Yeah. So if he doesn't have his health, that's okay because he's got everything else. It's all right. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I, that's, that for sure could get me in trouble for saying nonsense <laughs> like that. <laughs> But like, come on, let but people guys, do. Let people restage the show. He has made it clear: as long as he's living, he will never let it go. As long as he's alive, he'll never let Phantom of the Opera. He's be had good. it in a death grip for like forty years. So like, somebody needs to let it be good. Yeah, and he's gonna have to die first. That's just the <laughs> fact of the fact of That's life. That's the facts. I don't know what to tell I you. I'm not like trying much to respect for him. Love him a lot. I'm not trying to be difficult. I'm just saying, like, we can just retry all of them. We could just do just all do of them all again. Of them. I don't do cats again. Jesus Christ Superstar still works. Jesus, yeah. You could write, Joseph is still good. You could write Donny a couple extra genres into Joseph if you yes. wanted to. Th- he did it before hip hop was on Broadway. You could turn one of those songs Perfect. into Perfect. Get Lin Manuel Miranda in there. That'd be a good time. That'd be fun. Cats will never be good, and so once Andrew Lloyd Webber is gone, so can cats be. <laughs> can just go away cats can go we with can just him. pretend it never existed no T. i like S. cats would probably be happier that way too probably <laughs> probably if we're being honest so i think we should go to question number seven and so question number seven is what do you rate this film i'm just gonna give it i'm gonna give it a clean crisp 222 out of lot 666 aka nice. the chandelier nice and nice. that one third is because Patrick Wilson yeah, makes up 33 that. and a third percent yep. of the movie's nonsense. He can only do so much, but he can do <laughs> so much. Emily, what do you want to rate this film? I'm going to rate it on a scale that surprises no one. It is on a scale of <laughs> Sierra Bogus and Ramin Karamu uh. to Gerard Butler and Emmy Rossum. I'm going to yeah. give it for nostalgia only, <laughs> Sarah Brightman and what's his face? Michael Crawford? Yeah, that one. I can't believe you called Michael Crawford <laughs> what's his face. I know either. I love that show. Um, but yeah, <laughs> uh, for nostalgia points and also Patrick Wilson only, okay. I give it that because I also never listened to that cast recording either because I also don't like that one. Yeah, Michael Crawford is a real tenor and it feels. And it feels very strange. It feels like the Phantom needs to be a nice baritone. Yeah. Even though he has some, like, rangy, there's some high stuff. Like, hmm. Yeah, that's Andrew Lloyd Webber's wife. Yeah. And it, that's why she's... It w- things worked out for her. Yeah, she, she had a good deal. <laughs> and so we go to question number eight. And question number eight is for me. It's what are what we, we going to watch next week? Um, This week, we watched Phantom of the Opera. Yes. Last week... I recall. We watched About Time. Yes. We have been deep in the romance for yes. a couple of weeks. Yeah. One good, one bad. Yeah. Yeah, correct. And I think I think we just got to like we can't let ourselves get caught in a cycle. 
No, we, ha- we, we have to out. improvise, adapt, and overcome. Yes. We have to we have to swing hard in a different direction. We have to That's our motto here. We gotta make what a hard left switch? turn right now. And and in fact, I think the, th- the we might just end up making a turn that is so hard left. I can't wait. That we end up sliding a little bit for a while. I'm scared. <laughs> and we might just slide all the way to Japan. In a little ah, flick called The Fast and the Furious Tokyo, Tokyo Drift. Drift. It's I'm it's going time. back. I when was the last time we did one? Not that long Not ago. That, I was going to say, it was, it but, was 2021. So I was thinking about this today. I was like, can I go back to Fast and Furious? And I thought, no, <laughs> no, 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 wait. I should like only do one every like so many episodes. And then the number I was thinking about was 50. And then I realized that would be 10 years be before forever. I ever got through them. It was January. So it's been like so almost six months. Coming up on six months. What? When it's, do you think it is now? It's almost June. <laughs> kind of. It's almost June. <laughs> well, I guess when this episode comes out, it will literally be like almost. Yeah, June. Got like that's a week what I'm still. saying. Also, that was like the end of January. So it's been like five months. Yeah. <laughs> almost, which is, say it with me, almost six months. Mm. It's been almost five months, which is not almost six months. <laughs> almost five can't be almost you six. You almost. can't be at 4.95 and be like, that's almost five, so it's almost six. It's almost six. It's like, no, you can't. It is more than halfway to six, therefore it is almost six. <laughs> if we're rounding by threes, then yeah. yeah Maybe sure. I am. I don't know. If we're rounding to the nearest three, then I suppose that is correct. Thank you. Except I know. nobody in the history of time <laughs> has ever rounded to the nearest three. Why would you round to three? I'm a trendsetter. I don't know. <laughs> so we'll go back. We will literally not visit a single character we've ever met in the Fast and Furious <laughs> franchise Great. before. Wait, who's in charge now? Um, nobody that you know. D- no, who's the lead? Who's the who's the I know we've talked about it. Nobody. nobody. He was he was in forty two. Luke somebody. Nobody that was in either of the other Fast and Furious oh movies no. is in this movie. Oh no. It exists almost entirely in its own world until like Fast and Furious 6. Damn it. I missed a joke. Hold on. Can we just rewind? Yeah. You said you said, "Oh, it's nobody." <laughs> it's Odysseus. <laughs> Thank you. Anyway, um anyway the podcast is over forever. that's my greek mythology joke of the I'm week gonna, thank you i'm gonna go watch fast and furious <laughs> tokyo drift by myself no wait for the rest what am of I my gonna life do? I we just know. do an episode where only one of us has seen the movie <laughs> and just see what happens um i i'm i'm pretty sure we've done episodes before where only one of us has watched the movie yeah <laughs> <laughs> you're right <laughs> We didn't always get together and watch the movies no, every time. No, I'm no, pretty no. sure there were episodes before that where we didn't just, both watch the movie. Um, yeah. That's that's my new challenge to you. Go back to listen to old episodes. See if you can identify when one or maybe or both, both of us maybe. didn't watch the movie but talked about it as if we had. Because that sounds like a really fun little Easter egg for you to find. Yeah. Figure it out. I can think of one off the top of my head that I did not watch beforehand. Which one? And I'm not gonna. Th- I want to know. They're going on a scavenger hunt. I'm not gonna tell them. Fine. I'm also not gonna tell you off air, and I'm gonna. I'm gonna trust that you have to go back and listen to it because those listens count as listens. Oh my God, that's a lot. Of, <laughs> that's a lot of hours. Yeah, that's a whole year's worth of podcasts. That's a lot. Let's see who can do it, and if you find it, 
Shoot us an email at wwjwpodcast at gmail.com. Shoot us your guests. And you can um You can win our respect. Yeah. May we'll we'll, we'll make you a t shirt. <laughs> I'll make it out of puff paint <laughs> and glitter. <laughs> it says I did it. I listened to a podcast too much. <laughs> That's my gift to you. A handmade t shirt. Is that gonna be our merch? If yeah. that ever happens. Yeah. It's handmade t shirts. We just hand make every single one. That's already sounds we do exhausting. Like the, um, um, what's it called? That company where you just like send them a description. The like nice shirt or whatever yes. it is. Yeah. Yeah. And you just like say, uh, I don't know, I want a lizard with a flamethrower. And they just I like make some with art with that. Thrower. I know. Who doesn't? That's why I said it. Sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not deep into it enough yet, but eventually in the Fast and Furious franchise, we can find ourselves a flamethrower. I can't wait. And there's probably lizards in there somewhere. <laughs> we'll watch Rango at some point. Oh, Rango's a great movie, it but not for movie. next week. We'll no, do it a different we'll time. Next week, we're going to get out of the, all the mushy-gushy romance. Ugh. and We're going to get right back <laughs> into how important family is. Great. Except they don't Living really talk about life. family in this one because nobody knows anybody from any of the other movies. Living life 2,000 miles at a time. Yeah, a lot of I miles if you assume. go all the way to Tokyo. Yeah. Or one little spin of your drift car because <laughs> that's what happens in this movie. Sure. It's going to be a great time. But whether we are in the bowels of a theater, in in a ghost man's lair, mm-hmm. or we're in a parking structure in Tokyo, no matter right. what uh, situation we find ourselves in, we're always going to make sure that we do our due diligence and answer those those questions, those eight questions that you, I about. truly think you rely on us for. Absolutely. But most importantly, we're going to ask and answer the number one question of all. No matter what befalls us, whether we be nerds or jocks. Yeah. It's what did we just watch? What did we just watch? Beating our eardrums with a baseball bat.